Welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin and Quentin. All right. Some pretty good games yesterday for uh, college football. I noticed uh, Georgia finally got back on track in their game against Kentucky. They completely annihilated Kentucky in that game. 51-13. to 13. Georgia looked really good. Carson Beck looked good. Their uh, running game was okay, but Georgia's proven they can run the ball when they need to, so not not a huge deal. I'm pretty sure they had over 100 yards rushing anyway. But, uh, yeah, Georgia looked really good. Yeah, they had 173 yards rushing, so, yeah, their rushing looked great. They, they looked like a complete team. Passing 435 yards and then rushing for another 173. Their defense looked good. They held Kentucky to 13 points, which is a lot better than last year's game between Kentucky and Georgia. But, uh, yeah, Georgia really came out and looked strong. Michigan looked really strong in their game against Minnesota. They also looked like a very complete team. They... uh, they own that game, scoring 10 points in the first quarter, 14 in the second, 21 in the third, and then 7 in the fourth. You know, Minnesota scored 10 points in the first half and never scored again the rest of the game. The Oklahoma-Texas game. Man, that was an exciting game. That game was went all the way to the end. And how about Dylan Gabriel? With that pass at the end to uh, put Oklahoma up for good. And then that defensive stop there at the end on Texas to win that game 34-30. Man, I I told you that that had the potential to be a very exciting game. And it was. Beginning to end, that was a very exciting game. Ohio State and Maryland. (laughs) Ohio State struggled. They were tied at the half, 10-10. to And then finally, in the fourth quarter, they ran away with it, scoring 17 points to nothing for Maryland. But that game was a lot closer than that score indicates. I actually saw a clip from Paul Feinbaum today that said that he has Ohio State over Michigan because they played a complete game against Maryland. Can you believe that, Quentin? No, I cannot believe that. Um... Hey, let's Ohio State almost lost to Michigan. Oh, I agree, but I, that's not even my point. So a complete game means that you flat out you you destroy. you you play complete across the board, right? Passing, running, defense, everything, right? So first of all, their defense was a bit suspect, but that's okay because they did hold Maryland to seventeen points. However, they're a rushing game. They Maryland stuffed them. Time and time again, Ohio State managed 62 rushing yards. 62 rushing yards. I'm going to say that again. 62 rushing yards against Maryland. What do you think about that? Is that is that a complete team to you? No. 62 rushing yards. No, that's not a complete team. 62, that's not average for a team. That's 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 not a complete game. And so part of that, once again, is that offensive line that we've talked about all year. They're still having offensive line struggles. And if they don't clean that up, 
I'm pretty sure they got Penn State coming up on the docket real soon. I think they got Purdue next, and then they play Penn State. Man, that Penn State game could be ugly for OSU. They don't fix those offensive line problems. Yeah, um, you, we, we all know Penn State usually has a good defense, so they better fix that offensive line, line or else that defense is going to eat them up in that game. Because Penn State's defense looking pretty good. Just to give a little uh, perspective to this, so... Maryland passed for almost 200 yards, 196 yards, one touchdown, and then Tulia had two picks, but they also rushed for 106 yards. So they do need to still tighten that defense up a little bit because it looked like the Hemby was able to to rush for 4.4 yards per carry. They held Lennonson a little bit to 3.5. But uh, I, I still have questions about Ohio State. Um, they're still struggling in games they shouldn't be struggling in. And, you know, that game was in question only until the fourth quarter. So, to me, that's just not, I don't know. I'm just not really high on them yet. Florida State looked good. They uh, beat Virginia Tech pretty soundly, 39-17. to They scored 22 points in the first quarter. So Florida State was all over. They jumped all over Virginia Tech right away. Arizona and USC. That game was closer than it should have been. USC trailed for most of the game. Once again, their defense failed them. And they had to outscore the opponent. Yeah, they were trailing 17 to nothing uh, at in the middle of the of the second quarter, and they came back. Then at the half, it was seventeen fourteen. So yeah, they yeah, it was trailing seventeen nothing against Arizona. That defense is eventually going to cost them. It's going to cost them their playoff bid and probably their Pac twelve championship bid. Um, there's no way they should have been that close a game against Arizona, forty three to forty one. They actually won in overtime by a two point conversion. The Caleb Williams. Converted, yeah, in a in a third, three overtime, third overtime. Yeah, that's that's not normal for a team like USC. I mean, that defense has got to has got to get better, or else you're not gonna beat Notre Dame next week. No, well, I don't know about that because well, Notre Dame just got mollywopped by Louisville. When I say mollywopped, I mean thirty three to twenty. But that. That's not even close to this. At one point, it was like 27 to 13 or something like that. Like Louisville owned Notre Dame for the majority of that game. And it, was, it wasn't it was even close. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> USC might get away with a win against Notre Dame next week. Notre yeah. Dame ain't looking so hot. Yeah, it was and that, all, that Ohio State win over Notre Dame don't look so hot now either. Yeah, it was 33-13 with three and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, so. Yep. Yeah, they got, mm, they got. So I told you, they got molly whopped. Um, three picks for Sam Hartman. No, that's. Yep. Uh, Alabama had a little bit of struggle, but they pulled their win out 26-20. Yeah, um. North, I, go ahead. 
I didn't really expect it to be a close game. I expected it to be a good one, but not this close. North Carolina won their game 40-7. to You know what's crazy? I don't know if I've ever said this before, but Duke and North Carolina are both really good at football this year. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said that before. Really? Usually they're both good at basketball. Yeah. But they, they both look good at football this year. Yeah, they're usually basketball schools, you know. They've always been at basketball schools. This season... Um, they're looking like more than they're looking like more than basketball schools. Yeah. So the last game I want to talk about, and the only reason why I want to talk about it is just kind of how it ended. So it's the Georgia Tech Miami game, and anybody that was watching that game, Miami should have won that game had they knelt out the clock. But instead of kneeling out the clock, they tried to score, fumbled. Georgia Tech recovered, went down the field, and scored the winning touchdown. How about that? <laughs> How about that? All they had to do was kneel it out, and they would have won that game. And instead of kneeling it out, they kept trying to score, and they ended up turning the ball over on a fumble. Man. Yeah, I, mean, you, I don't know how many seconds were in that game, but probably, I think, less than 30. You know, you... You gotta kneel it. That's what you've got to do on that, on on that certain amount of time when you're. I don't know. I have to. You have to go back and look and see how much time was left. But well, how much ever time was left, they gave Georgia Tech an opportunity to win that game, and Georgia Tech took it. <laughs> oh yeah, twenty-three twenty. Wow. Yep. So now I want to talk about my power rankings. After week six, right? Yep. So, I'll go through, I'm going to do my top ten, and then I'll let you do yours. So, I had Michigan number one last week, but I Georgia did have a very impressive performance against Kentucky. I will put them back at number one, but Michigan is a very close number two, to be honest. I really could have picked Michigan as a number one in my power rankings this week, and still I would have been comfortable with that. But I'll go Georgia, Michigan, one, number two. Number three, for me in the power rankings, I am going to move up Oklahoma. I Oklahoma really, I like the way they played Texas. I like the way that, that they toughed that out. And they that was they really gave Texas a they punched him in the mouth and Texas kind of responded a little bit but Oklahoma responded again and I like the counter punches and I really thought Oklahoma played really well and I think that they have vastly improved between last year and this year in the Brent Venerables and I I like them I think they're going to be I, they may end up end up winning the Big Twelve so they're my number three team. Number four, I'm going to roll with Penn State. No, not Penn State. I'm Florida State. Excuse me. Wrong state team. Florida State's number four. Number five will be my Penn, Penn State. Number six, I'm going to go with Ohio State. Number seven, I'm going to go Washington. Number eight is Oregon. 
Number nine, I'm going to have, I'm going to shift North Carolina up. North Carolina is my number nine team. They've played well this far. They've dominated most of the teams they've played. I, I think that they're going to be one of the better teams in the ACC this year. So North Carolina is my number nine team. My number 10 team for this week, man, I'm going to give a nod to Louisville. The way they handled Notre Dame, they handled Notre Dame better than Ohio State handled Notre Dame. Matter of fact, I already put Louisville above Ohio State. But for now, I'm going to leave them at number 10 because they've played well all the way up to this point. But everybody was kind of like, whoa, they haven't really played anybody. Well, they just played somebody, Notre Dame, and they mollywhopped them. So based off their performance against Notre Dame, Louisville is my number 10 team, hands down. What say you, sir? All right, uh, for my number one team, I'm placing Georgia back on the throne. You know, what they did to Kentucky was just amazing. And it was way better than last year, so I got to give them number one back. Uh, my number two team would be Michigan. Right now, it's a close race for me, for Georgia and Michigan for that number one spot. But I'm going with Michigan number two. Um, how Georgia handled Kentucky uh, was just uh, great. Way better than last year. My number three team will be Oklahoma. Um, after their win against Texas, yeah, there's, there's no stopping them because... Um, I can check the schedule. I don't know about no stopping, but man, they look good. I agree with that. Like, there's no, I, I got no argument with that one, man. Yeah, they don't really, they don't play much for the rest of, of their schedule. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma may not be stopped. Oh, uh, I got them as my number three team. Number four, um, this is a tough one right here, but I'm going with Florida State because um, how they handled Virginia Tech in that first quarter, 22 points, um, that was pretty impressive. Uh, for my number five team, I had to go with Penn State. Because, uh, you know, Penn State has a good defense, and uh, Drew Aller is looking pretty good as their starting QB. So, one of the reasons why I put Penn State over Ohio State right now, and I'm sure that, that you're this is the reason why you're doing that also, is because to me, Penn State's playing more like a complete team than Ohio State is. They run when they have to run, and they throw when they have to throw. And their defense is really good. They look like more of a complete team than Ohio State currently. Now, maybe when they play in a couple of weeks, that won't be true. But as of right now, just based off what I've seen, Penn State's a more complete team than Ohio State. Yeah, I got to agree with you, you know. They play, they, they really handled Northwestern. You know, in that second half, because first half was they were sleepwalking, but uh, they finally woke up and they played all th all through that second half. You know, 
and I gotta give him that number five spot. Because uh, they, they do have a good defense, so. <clears throat> My number six team, um, I'm gonna go with Ohio State. Um, I think that Ohio State deserves to be at number six because the way they played against Maryland in that first half was they were just sleepwalking. Well, that's been the tell of their whole season. They're struggling with teams they shouldn't be struggling with. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like Maryland, they're struggling with them. You know, they can't be struggling against them. You know, that's a that's a game they're supposed to. Uh, they're supposed to start off great and then end it great. Here, my number seventeen. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Oregon. Uh, no, I think Oregon deserves to be number seven. Their defense uh, is great. Their offense is great as well. So they have a great team, great coach. Uh, but the test will be on next Saturday when they face Washington. So, yeah. Um, Who's playing Washington next week? Oregon. Oh, oh, yeah, I'll be watching that game for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, okay. My number 18, I'm going with Washington. I feel like Oregon has slightly a better defense than Washington. Because the way they handle, because the way um, they handle their teams is uh, great, and I think it's just kind of better than Washington than Washington's defense because their defense is pretty much average for a college football team. My number nine team will be Louisville. The way they handled Notre Dame. Was great. Um, let me check. I don't think they gave him much rushing yards either. Uh, but yeah, their their defense was just great. Um, it's just the way they handle them. It's great. My number ten team. Uh. I'll give Texas one more chance. I'm going to go with Texas as my number 10 team. I'll give them one more chance to improve. Um, so you're going to put Texas over an undefeated North Carolina that's been handling their business? I'm sorry, North Carolina, they just, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like they've played much. Fair enough. I think they need to play more, and they do play Duke this season. So I mean, I I I just think they haven't had any tests this season so far. Uh, but I I haven't seen much all I haven't seen much tests from North Carolina for North Carolina this season. So I mean, I'm asked why I'm putting them outside the top ten. So everybody keeps saying about Michigan, they haven't had any tests yet. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah, that's what they keep saying about Michigan, and that 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 kind of bothers me. 
beat South Carolina 31-17. They beat Minnesota 31-13. They beat Pitt 41-24 and Syracuse 40-7. Yeah, I mean, is that is that not enough for you? I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. No, that's North Carolina's schedule. Oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, that's North Carolina's schedule. That's why I'm that's saying I, I made them number 10. Because everybody's giving Georgia credit for beating South Carolina, right? You're going to give Georgia credit, you got to give North Carolina credit, right? I'm just saying. They beat an SEC team. And just the other day, Kirby Smart said every SEC team should be ranked right now. Oh. All right, then. Uh, no, it's fine. Next, keep keep next week they keep play going, Miami. Keep going with your why well, you got Texas at number ten. Um, I mean, after the Miami game, uh, if they beat Miami, I'll give I'll give them the I'll give them a chance in the top ten. But Miami just lost to Georgia Tech, homie. <laughs> yeah, I know that's. <laughs> go go ahead. It is what it is. Uh yeah, I'm sorry, but I just don't think North Carolina has played anyone this year. And okay. South Carolina, uh, they they're not they're okay, I guess, but <laughs> I just think they were kind of an easy opponent. Uh, I'm pretty sure Georgia struggled with them. Let's let's see. Georgia did struggle. 14. So North Carolina beat South Carolina 31 to 14, right? So that was 17. What? Seventeen. So let's let's go back and see. Uh, oh yeah, Georgia beat them 24-14. So North Carolina actually beat South Carolina worse than Georgia beat them. I, I mean, what else do you want? Well, they haven't played anyone yet besides Appalachian State. Okay. Besides them. Okay. I'll let you, all right, all right, all right. All right. Keep going. Uh, still, even if they beat Miami, I, there's probably a 12% chance I will let them in the top 10. Hey. Just saying. Bro, they beat South Carolina worse than Georgia did. I'm just saying. They handled them. But that is what it is. I got you. Texas isn't a bad pick. There's, they've only lost one game, and it was Oklahoma, so yeah, not I mean, a bad pick. For me right now, the only two teams that have separated themselves um, head and shoulders above everybody else, and this is just my opinion. I mean, I'm sure people have their own opinions and their own arguments with me, but the only two teams that have separated themselves above everybody else and just truly, you know, been rolling is Georgia and Michigan. Yeah. Georgia has had their their hiccups. But I know there's still a few undefeated teams left. Um you but to me, you know, USC, we all know they're they got their problems. They got the defense. Oregon is getting there. We'll see what happens against Washington. Penn State, 
if they beat Ohio State, then I'll put them up there with Michigan and Georgia. Yeah, if if they beat Ohio State, yeah, they're definitely. But right now, for me, Georgia and Michigan are the ones handling their business the best, and pretty much just leaving no doubt game after game after game that you know they are the best teams. So for me, those two have separated themselves from the rest of the pack. That's Georgia and Michigan, and then everybody else. Now, maybe that changes once Michigan gets to the Penn State and the, the Ohio State games and even the Maryland game. You know, Maryland gave Ohio State some trouble. They may give Michigan trouble down the road. I know Michigan's kind of got a little uh, murderer's row there at the end of the season because they got to play Penn State, Maryland, and Ohio State all back-to-back-to-back. So we'll see how that goes for them. But... For now, just for me, Michigan and Georgia are head and shoulders above everybody else. It's those two and the rest of the field. I know what Paul Feinbaum said, but he's an idiot. Everybody knows he's an idiot. He has no clue what he was talking about. He does no research or anything. He just spouts stuff out of his mouth without even. He, he likes to just say stuff to make people irritated and be controversial. He knew he was wrong when he did his power rankings um the truth and the the honest truth for right now is michigan and georgia and everybody else yeah. florida states had their issues yeah like their issues against clemson you know? yeah o- oklahoma's had their issues it's just uh obviously texas has had their issues alabama's had theirs just to me, those two haven't shown any weaknesses yet where everybody else has. So, for me, that's why those two are head and shoulders above everybody else. Ohio State has shown issues, weakness with their offensive line, their run game. Their defense is still spotty. It's better than it was last year, but still spotty to me. So, Penn State's probably the closest team in that field. To Michigan and Georgia, in my personal opinion, right now, with Oregon right behind them, because Oregon does play really good offense and defense. So, to me, that's that's it's Michigan, Georgia, and then your second tier starts with Penn State and Oregon. My personal opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, I gotta agree with you. You know, Georgia, and Michigan have been handling their opponents like it was nothing. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Penn State, Oregon, right behind them, because Oregon, like I said earlier, has a great defense, great offense. Penn State has a great defense, uh, great offense. So, uh, yep, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that's just the way I've seen it so far. Again, that can change next week. I believe Michigan plays IU next week. Yeah. So, IU has a decent defense, but... It is going to be on Michigan, so... Yeah, I still expect Michigan to... Just the way they've been playing, roll in that game, but we'll see. You never know. IU does present problems for Michigan from time to time, so... Um, we'll see how that goes. That is uh, 
all for the show today. I just wanted to go over some of the, the results and then just give our power rankings after week six. That's just kind of how we see it. Don't forget to subscribe, click like, leave us comments. You know, you can reach us. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, FM, iHeartRadio, Samsung, Podchasers, any one of those platforms you can find our podcast. If you don't like listening to podcasts, we do have a YouTube channel that you can go to, listen to our episodes. We also have a Facebook page. First name Quentin, first name Kevin, last name Quentin. It's got our logo at the top. Common Man's Take on Sports. Please, please go to any one of those. Subscribe, follow us, hit the like button. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast. We hope you continue to come back and listen to it. We hope that you recommend it to your friends and family for them to listen to and continue to help us grow our podcast. We thank you. And that is the it for today.